Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart O. Equeme. Psalm 121, we began a series last Sunday in our morning glory, building according to divine pattern, the homologic mandate. Today we're in part two. We read also Exodus 25, 8 to 9 as a companion text. Let's begin with the Amplified Classic of Psalm 1271. Read clearly and boldly. The count of three, one, two, three, go. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. One more time, louder and clearer. One, two, three, go. Except the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. Exodus 25, 8-9. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go together. Count of three. One, two, three, go. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof. Even so shall you make it. Hallelujah. Building according to divine pattern, the homologic mandate part number two. Our Father, thank you for blessing the gathering of the saints this beautiful morning. The heavens are open over us. For blessing the reading of your word, I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of the seven son of yours that I will come to your people with us, saith the Lord, moving every man, boy, girl in this room and the multitudes across the nation from where we are to the place called destiny. We'll vast always to return the praise the glory and the honor to your name. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. You may please be seated very, very comfortably in God's wonderful presence. From our text, last Sunday morning we began to see that God is the ultimate builder of all things that are built. And more so that will last the test of time. Jesus spoke about two buildings in Matthew 7. One upon the rocky foundation, one upon the weak foundation. He said this concerning the one built upon the rock. Matthew 7, 24 and 25. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded, grounded, 
rooted upon a rock. So the test came upon this building. The wind, the storm, the billows, the tempest, they did come just like in the case of the other building. But the result of this particular building was different. As we see, it was built on a rocky foundation. And we're told by Jesus, what brought about this successful building upon the rock was because this man heard the word and this man did the word. It's one thing to be a hearer of the word. All through this year, we've heard many sermons, many exciting teachings. We jumped at many, rejoiced at many more. But the question to be asked is, how much of what you and I have been hearing have we begun to do successfully? The Bible says, this is what is called a wise man. Saints, God is the ultimate builder of any building that will stand the test of time. And I said last Sunday, the most important thing that God is really interested in building in the earth today is not brick and mortar, as useful as they can be. It's not aeroplanes, as helpful as they, helpful as they can be. It's not cars or boats or yachts. What he's really primarily interested, primarily interested in building, is building his church, the bride, the, the, the soon-to-be wife of Jesus, but the bride of the Lord now. And you and I have been called to become participants and partakers in this great building project of the Lord, building his church. Jesus declared in Matthew 16, 17, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And I also say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, the rock of revelation knowledge, I will build my church. My God, not your pastor will build, not your bishop, not your pope, no. I will build my church. And then subsequently, because I am involved in the building, the gates of hell cannot prevail. Hallelujah. So the church that Jesus is allowed to build is a church that will stand the test of time against the gate of hell. But the church that any man will build on his own accord is a house or a church that won't stand the test of time. So we must know how God builds, I must know how to participate, not in our building project, no, 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 but in his own building project. Hallelujah to Jesus. Praise the Lord somebody. Glory to God. So he says here, emphatically, very personally, I will build the church, not just the church, my church. That brings a reminder to us that nobody owns a church. Sometimes you hear pastors, whether uh, normally or normally, say, oh, this is my church, or, you know, my church. Or you say, this is my church, my church. The truth is, you don't own a church as a member, and the pastor cannot own a church. The church is owned by Jesus, and it's very, very jealous about his church. I will build, not just a church, I will build my church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say it. It is 
this great noble task, oh boy, of building the church, my God, building a bride for Jesus that you and I are called to participate with Jesus in the building project. I began to share with you illustratively last Sunday how it is, the Bible says that he will build it, he will build, he said, except the Lord build the house, uh, uh, the laborers build but in vain. And I made it clear that the architect's role is very different from the role of the builder, the artisans, the, uh, the masons, the, uh, uh, the tilers, the electricians, and all of that involved in a building, building project. Because the architect designs the building and the laborers go to site. But listen, uh, if the laborers are going to build according to what the architect showed them, they must keep their gaze on the design, on what is called construction design. Going beyond the architectural, the electrical, the mechanical, uh, the air conditioning, sound and light, they're all various aspects of the design and all of that design forms what is called the construction design. Literally anybody who knows a bit about building can look at the design and build. So Jesus is the architect and you and I are the laborers on site. Hallelujah. 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 And will be rewarded based on oh, based on the degree to which we look at the blueprint given us by the architect and will build on site. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now look at this. First Corinthians 3, 6 to 9. Let's go together. It's a Bible class. I have planted, is Paul speaking now, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Who are they? They're just laborers. We are just laborers. Yes, right. And every man shall receive his own reward. Oh boy. So there is a reward coming. A reward is given here in time, but an even greater reward is given in all of eternity. So, we must understand that we are laboring with the reward in mind. You're serving as an usher. You're serving as member of the choir. You're serving on the pastoral team. You're serving as our intercessor. You're serving as a member of a protocol. You're serving in an olive tree. You're serving in the youth church. Hey, all of this, oh boy, is not just service. No, there is a reward that comes for, for, uh, for the service. And your quality of service and your quality of service determines what kind of reward comes your way. Hello, somebody. We are serving our way to where? To greatness. Hallelujah. Declare with me, I am serving my way to greatness. Hallelujah. Hear this. Now he that planted and he that watereth are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Hear this. For we are laborers together. Wow. With God, you are God's husbandry. We are God's building. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, there's a lot going on here in this scripture. <laughs> Number one, Apostle Paul says that we are laborers. Mm -hmm. But he also says, beyond us being laborers, that we are God's building 
or God's husbandry. All right, what is going on here? We have two roles to play in this building that God is building. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You see, the church is a very dangerous organism, not organization. It's a living organism for anybody to attempt to come against. It is a warning to the people of the other faith. Yes, yes. Because the church that Jesus builds is a church that cannot be surmounted by the force of hell. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And the church in Nigeria, in the midst of the pain of what we're going through, is growing stronger. <laughs> Just like the children of Israel in the land of bondage in Egypt, in Exodus 3, I believe it is. The Bible says, no, no, one chapter 1, I think, chapter 1. It says, and, and the more, 113 there about, and the more Pharaoh, Kotayata, increased their labor and their hard service. Guess what? They grew. That means, oh, Shakata, this church has the ability to grow in the midst of persecution. This church has the power to grow in the midst of trouble. As a matter of fact, the devil doesn't understand that more often than not, when, when he brings what he calls trouble, it is actually a refining furnace for the church. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm praying honestly that the church would have woken up from the mistake the church made seven years ago by voting wrongly. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. It's not about voting what tribe, but it's about voting the man you know by all means will create an enabling environment for your faith to thrive. I don't know about you, but I am obedient. Unapologetically obedient. We are not in a time to play games or play tricks. This country is at the verge of breaking apart. We can't politicize what is going on. In civilized countries, when governments were voted in and they failed, every reasonable human being should vote out that government of the day. The country of mine in seven years got worse economically, politically, in terms of safety. Why do you think I will vote this government? No way. Listen. I am interested in seeing this nation rise to stand amongst the committee of nations. Amongst the three horses. I don't know about you. Common sense if you have any. Tells me that we all ought to be obedient. And if you vote war, that's your own cup of tea. I sounded this alarm seven years ago with few people in the body of Christ. We sounded like idiots. But listen, hey, 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 the church has another opportunity. We may not have one like this again to vote right. Somebody shout, I will vote right. Hallelujah. 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 If you're willing and you're obedient, my God, my God, my God, my God. Somebody give me three hallelujahs. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> so we're called a building, 
but we are also called laborers. Laborers, laborers, laborers. Jesus, in Matthew 3, 9, 37 and 38, then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. It is true. But the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest. The Lord of the harvest is the builder of the church. I will build what? My church. Can I tell you something? By the mercy, by the grace of God, the Lord has been building this church. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. And I believe God will rise it up in stature so that the gates of hell will not prevail against this body of believers. If you believe that one, shout a big amen. Hallelujah. You are a part of an army on the rise. Hallelujah. There's an army on the rise in our midst. Oh, as the jewel company, oh, we're rising with fresh fire upon this house. As the Bible declared concerning Joel company and the army that rose, before them was an Eden. Behind them was a desolate wilderness. They ran to and fro. They didn't break ranks. They fall upon swords. Can you imagine to fall upon swords? That's like likened onto bullets coming your way. And guess what? The swords couldn't kill them. If swords could not kill them, bullets would not be able to kill you. I thought I hear a big amen. No assassin can take you out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Says, I says, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So we're called here laborers, 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 laborers. Track with me. Number one, you're called the house of God. Number two, you're called laborers. So you're playing two rules in this house of God. All right, we're going somewhere. First Peter 2.5. First Peter 2.5. You also, as lively stones, and build up a spiritual house. Hmm. Spiritual what? God's what? Building. Spiritual what? House. Track with me. That an holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Now, you're called a spiritual house. But you're also called lively, which means living stones. Oh boy. Living stones. Living stones. So, <laughs> you and I are the brick, oh boy, that God is using to build his house. At the same time, you and I are the laborers on site to build his house. Is that okay? Your living stones, lively stones, built up a spiritual house. A stone is only a part of the house. The house, oh boy, 
cannot be complete with one stone. So no individual makes the church. I know you're anointed. I know you're an apostle. I know you're a prophet. You're a preacher. You're a prophet. No, 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 no. No one person can make the church up. I think God did it in a way that we need to know we need each other. If we don't need each other, I think we will naturally become prideful and arrogant and think we're God. It's only God that doesn't need anybody. He's self-reliant, self-sufficient, but you need me, I need you. That's why you hear me say from time to time, hey, Rajik, we are in this together. As anointed I may, as I may be, listen, I need you. If there's no you, who am I preaching to? If there's no you, who am I breaking bread with? Who am I fellowshipping with? So we need each other. We need to understand there are certain gifts that God has accessorized our lives with. Listen carefully. That if we're going to be fruitful, productive, and have a sense of fulfillment, we must bring our gifts to the table to serve others with the gift. Oh boy, oh boy. And it is by that action, listen carefully, that you rise to greatness. What action? When you use your gift, oh boy, to serve as a slave to somebody else. That's the key to greatness. So when this together. So no one brick makes a house, but multiple bricks, rightly arranged and arrayed, makes a house. We are lively stones built up a spiritual house. The Lord is building you up into a spiritual house. What are we to do? We're to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Hi-ya, ya, ya, ya. Worship, thanksgiving, praise, adoration, adulation to God in season, out of season. That's what we're called to do. Let incense, oh, Let incense rise from your life. Even when things don't seem to be going right your way, you can judge God faithful like Sarah. Hallelujah. You can look the devil in his face and say, Hey, devil, my redeemer lives. I know that he's causing all things to work together for my good. I know my God is too big for you. He can turn situations and circumstances to work together for my good. With men, it may be impossible, but with my God, I know that all things are possible, including my things. Sarah, you can still have a baby at the age of 90. Elizabeth, at old age, you can still have a baby. Why? With God, all things. Look at the devil in his face. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not about to go down or back out. No, sir. I know that this shall turn for my testimony. Somebody shout a big amen. Lively stones built up a spiritual house to offer up God spiritual sacrifices. Hallelujah. Huh. The Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 6 19, 6 19 and 20. What? Know you not that your body, your body, your body, your body, your body it is what? Oh, come on, church, come on, church. Talk back to me. Is what? The temple of the Holy Ghost, which is where? In you. Where's the Holy Ghost? Oh, come on, come on. Do you believe that? Where is the Holy Ghost? 
is in me. Hallelujah. What is he doing in you? He's working in you. Causing you to will and to do of the Father's good plan. What is he doing in you? He's quickening your mortal body. What is he doing? He's leading you. As many as are led by the Holy Ghost. My God, they're called. What is he doing? He's energizing your heart, your kidney, your liver, your pancreas. What is he doing? He's working mightily in you. Somebody shout the Holy Ghost. He's working mightily in me. Clap your hands, oh you saint. Come on. Shout to your God for the voice of triumph. The Holy Ghost is in you. Is in you. Is in you. <laughs> for you are bought with a price. Full price, by the way, not discounted. Uh, not buy to get four. No, 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 no. Full price. He even paid more than the full price. Hallelujah. He made you better than when Adam fell. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You now have eternal life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're born again, not by corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Hallelujah, by the word of God. You are better than Adam before he fell. Somebody shout, amen. Why? You're born by a new gene. The gene of the second Adam, the son of the living God. He came as a life-giving spirit. That's what you're born of. A new generation of Christ orders. Hallelujah. There is a generation of men and women in the God class with a small g. Said, don't you know that you are God? Who are you? Whom the word of God came to. As your spirit is opening this morning to hear these words. These words are making a next level of God out of you. I didn't hear an amen. I didn't hear an amen. I didn't hear an amen. Said, don't you know there are God's? Whom the word of God came to. Each time you open your spirit to embrace the word of God, guess what? Another dimension of the God class enters you. May that enter you in your finance. Enter you in your health. Enter you in your marriage. Enter you in your business. Enter you in your academics. Somebody shout, Amen. Hallelujah. Finally, last scripture. Matthew 18. We'll rise to pray 19 to 20. Ah, yeah, yeah. I said to you, you are a brick, but you're a laborer, and it takes more than one brick to make a house. Now, let me show you what the quorum of heaven is. Say with me, quorum. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. In any organization, there is a limited number of people that can meet together to form a quorum. Now, let me tell you what heaven's quorum is. It's not uh, what you call uh, a mega church, no. As wonderful, as powerful a mega church can be, let's see what heaven's quorum is. Ah, Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say unto you, that if what? Oh, come on. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, Say with me, anything, anything, anything. What do you think about it? anything? Just come together in agreement. Hallelujah. One shall chase a thousand to fly, but two shall chase ten thousand to fly. So when two come together, guess what? That's the church right there. Aha, 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 aha. That's why we agree in church to pray. Praise God. Anything they shall ask. It shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven. Hear this now. For where two or three are gathered 
to get, come on, come on. You see this what's there? There is a number. There is a gathering. Then there's a together. It's not enough to gather. In the stadium, they have gatherings. But they're not gathering together in the name of Jesus Christ. So it is the gathering together around the name. Fellowshiping around the name. The name that saved me. The name that delivered. The name that we are around the name. Not me. Not logic. Not harm. We are around the name of Jesus. Guess what? The Bible says, There am I in their midst. Rise on your feet this morning and thank the Lord for this gathering together in the name of Jesus. He's here in our midst. Lift your voice on your feet. Tell the Lord I believe miracles are happening because you're here. Healings are happening because you're here. Deliverance will happen to me because you're here. Lift your voice. We're gathering together. Where? In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Lord, we lift our hands once again to thank you for the precious gift of life. To thank you for the gift of your life, your Zoe in us. Thank you for the mighty deliverance. You are rotten in our lives by the release of your word and your presence. Thank you, our Father. Once again, we receive miracles, healings, signs and wonders for the rest of this service in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If your hands are still working, clap them. Come on, Roger. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.